In our society, we striving from a message from God. God's messages transcend age, gender, socio-economic status, ethnicities, religious persuasions, political affiliations, and cultural restrictions that encourage and inspire people to become saved, delivered, and set free from the bond of sin, as well as, gain a closer relationship with God. This is God's Inputs for You with Evangelist, Dr. Sharon Westbrooks. The host of God's Input for You on the Resilient Christian Radio Network. Thank you for joining me for this broadcast. I appreciate each of you for tuning in and pray this broadcast is a blessing to you. September is Suicide Prevention Month. September 10th is World Suicide Prevention Day annually. World Suicide Prevention Day provides a worldwide commitment and action to prevent suicide with various activities around the world since 2003. The International Association for Suicide Prevention collaborates with the World Health Organization and the World Federation for Mental Health to host World Suicide Prevention Day. In 2011, an estimated 40 countries held awareness events to mark the occasion. Accordingly um, to the World Federation, uh, for mental health, it released in 2014 that no low-income countries reported having a national suicide prevention strategy, while less than 10% of lower-middle-income countries and almost a third of upper-middle and higher-income countries have a national suicide prevention strategy. Well, why am I focusing on suicidal thoughts and ideations? Because suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. Each year, 44,000 or over 44,000 Americans die by suicide. And for every suicide, there are at least 25 attempts. Additionally, suicides cost the United States approximately $69 billion annually. Men die by suicide 3.53 times more often than women. White males accounted for 7 of 10 suicides, particularly white middle-aged men, in 2016. There are 4 male suicides for every female suicide, but twice as many females as males attempt suicide. Every day, Americans and people around the world take their life. In 2016, the highest suicide rate uh, among adults was 19.72 and those adults were between the ages of 45 and 54 years of age. The second highest rate of suicide occurred in those 85 years or older and the youngest groups have lower suicide rates than middle-aged and older adults but in 2016 adolescents and young adults 15 to 24 had a suicide rate of 13.15. Suicide is actually the fifth leading cause of death among those 5 to 14 years old. Isn't that something? Suicide is the third leading cause of death among those 15 to 24 years old. The suicide rate um, is just increasing 
And it's terrible because among young people aged 10 to 14, the rate has doubled in the last two decades. It's awful. In light of the previously mentioned information, today's broadcast will focus on overcoming suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideations. Suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation means thinking about or planning suicide. Suicidal thoughts can range from devising a detailed plan to fleeting consideration. It does not include the final act of suicide. Suicidal thoughts are common, and many people experience them, including Christians, when they are undergoing stress or experiencing depression. In most cases, these are temporary and can be treated. But in some cases, they place the individual at risk for attempting or completing suicide. Interesting to note, having suicidal thoughts and being suicidal are two different things. Both, however, are very serious and deserve attention. There are several warning sides to suicidal, you know, um, such as um, people talking about suicide, making statements such as, I'm going to kill myself, I wish I were dead, or I wish I hadn't been born. Getting the means to take their own life, such as buying a gun or stockpiling pills. Withdrawing from social contact and wanting to be left alone. Having mood swings such as being emotionally high one day and deeply discouraged the next. Being preoccupied with death, dying, or violence. Feeling trapped or hopeless about a situation. Increasing use of alcohol or drugs. Changing normal routines including eating or sleeping patterns. Doing risky or self-destructive things such as using drugs or driving recklessly giving away belongings or getting affairs in order when there's no other logical explanation for doing this, saying goodbye to people as if they won't be seen again, developing personality changes or being severely anxious or agitated, particularly when experiencing some of the warning signs that I previously expressed. Warning signs aren't always obvious and they may vary from person to person. Some people make their intentions clear while others They keep their suicidal thoughts and feelings secret. Understand that suicide thoughts have many causes. Most suicidal thoughts are the result of feeling like you can't cope when you're faced with what seems to be an overwhelming life situation. If you don't have hope for the future, you may mistakenly think suicide is a solution. You may experience a sort of tunnel vision where In the middle of a crisis, you believe suicide is the only way out. There also may be a genetic link to suicide. People who complete suicide or have suicidal thoughts or behaviors are more likely to have a family history of suicide or mental problems. Are you having suicidal thoughts or ideations? Perhaps you believe life is not worth living. You feel like your world is collapsing in on you. Your life seems hopeless, void of all love, hope, joy, peace, stemming from past or present abuses, molestation, loneliness, severe mental or physical sickness, or old age, numerous failures in your life, financial difficulties, loss of a loved one through death or them walking out of your life, bad decisions, anxiety, frustration, depression, or you are sick and tired of life and ending your life feels as though it will be better than living your life. Interesting to note, I am speaking to both 
Christians and non-Christians. Because Christians are not immune to suicidal thoughts or ideations. Actually, if you are a Christian having suicidal thoughts or ideations constantly, they may weigh on you more because as a Christian, you may feel as though you should never have such feelings. You should have hope in God. You know God loves you. You know the joy of the Lord is your strength. However, you still are contemplating suicide. You're tired of pretending wearing your happy in Jesus mask daily. Therefore, whether you are a Christian or not, if you have suicidal thoughts or ideations constantly, you can't see any solution to your um, problems. You're not looking forward to the future because your future seems pointless. You believe it will be more of the same old seemingly terrible life you are living now. You thought about life already and it feels like it will be better to end your life. And you don't want to live. And right now you're contemplating suicide. But have you thought about how God views your life? I want to encourage you today. God's perspective on your life is very different than yours if you're contemplating suicide. Because your life is precious to God. It is. He knows everything about you, even how many hairs are on your head. You are alive right now because your life, your future is important to God. I read an article recently that spoke about Bishop T.D. Jakes' suicidal thoughts and ideations. Bishop T.D. Jakes is the pastor of a mega church named The Potter's Touch, author of many great books, recording artist and television mm-hmm. talk, who inspires people to live for Christ, and when he was younger tried to end his life. Bishop Jakes expressed, I remember being a little boy and taking a bottle of pills and being sad because I woke up in the morning. Though the globally respected mega pastor did not reveal his exact age or what event or series of events triggered the suicidal attempt, he did share his current reflections. He expressed, I look back on that little boy and I call him a fool. And I tell that little fool, I say, little fool, you almost messed yourself up. What you were crying about, it wasn't going to last. God has something better for you. He said, for those thinking about ending it all, um, he called it a terrible thing about committing suicide. When you commit suicide, you kill your future. Bishop T.D. Jakes further expressed, wake up, little fool. Don't kill your future just because of your past. God's got better for you. Now, if you are having thoughts of ending your life or if you know someone who is contemplating suicide because things are not um, okay in their life or uh, things aren't all right now, um, because every now and then it's all right not to be okay with life, but you don't have to stay that way. So, Why shouldn't you give up on life right now? Because whatever is making you not okay is not too much for God to handle. For you, saints of God, just hang in in there with me because I know you know all the bell-ringing scriptures. And please note, 
God is yet God. And despite what you went through or going through physically, emotionally, mentally right now, God is yet God. And God will change your situations and circumstances around. Nothing is too hard for God. He has the strength to endure all things, even suicidal thoughts or ideations, because it is not you who has to be strong enough. God is strong enough. He is not intimidated by your circumstances. Psalms 46 and 1 conveys, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. The fact that you are living right now demonstrates God has a purpose for you. You are valuable to God. God created you on purpose, for a purpose, and with a purpose. Jeremiah 29 and 11 conveys, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Even if you don't feel valuable, even if you feel messed up beyond repair, that is not your reality in Jesus. You are valuable because God created you. Your life might be full of disappointment, but that does not negate the fact that God loves you and he values your life. You are loved so much that Jesus died for you. You are victorious in God. Whatever battles you're facing, the addiction, the bad business deal, the depression, the overwhelming debt, the death of a child, the freedom from joy that comes from knowing Jesus can never be taken away from you. Look at Romans 5, 3 through 5. Listen, Jesus defeated death once for all. No circumstances can change that. And if you have Jesus in your heart, there is no such thing as permanent defeat. You are not alone. Not only does Jesus understand how you are feeling, look at Hebrews 4 and 15, he is in these trenches with you. In the Bible, we find numerous scriptures such as Deuteronomy 31 and 8, Psalms 23 and 4, that lets us know that Jesus walks before us, beside us, and after us, covering us in protection that exists even when we don't feel it. God's potential is greater than your pain. Look at Romans 8 and 28. God delivered Jesus through death, and he will deliver you through your circumstances. Your story isn't over. The Bible says God will complete the good work he has begun in you. Just because you may not see a light at the end of the tunnel right now does not mean the light isn't there. I know when we are in the midst of some of life's more grievous trials, our mind might find us often fixated on one seemingly unanswerable question. Why? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why did God allow this to happen to me? Well, you're not alone in your question why. For when our lives begin to come apart at the seams or we're faced with pain that feels unbearable, it's almost impossible not to ask why. We want to know why God allows terrible things to happen to anyone, especially if he is the loving God the Bible tells us about. It's at the terrible times in our lives that it is so important to understand God's purpose for our terrible sufferings. The prophet Zechariah was inspired to write 
of a time of great trials to come, when the human race will be subjected to suffering, it can't yet begin to comprehend. In that description, we find one of the reasons God allows us to suffer. Zechariah 13 and 9 conveys, I will bring the one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, this is my people, and each one will say, the Lord is my God. Please understand, God does not enjoy letting us hurt. He is a loving God who wants the best for us. One of the reasons he allows trials and suffering to occur in our lives is because sometimes, through the difficulties and the pain, God is able to shape us into the best we can be. There is much more I can convey, but the key is this. If you're hurting, it's not because God is giving up on you. No, precious hearts, God loves you. He will, he is willing to be with you if you will let, allow him to do so. In Romans the 8th chapter, commencing at the 35th verse, the Apostle Paul, a man who experienced a great deal of suffering, he was beaten, stoned, whipped, and put in prison, subjected to counsel's other torments, expressed um, this about the difficulties of this life, expressed that nothing, angels, demons, trouble, calamity, persecution, hunger, cold, danger, or threatening with death is able to separate us from God's love. Our fears for tomorrow can't, our worries about tomorrow can't, even the powers of hell can't keep us from God's love. It doesn't matter if we are in the sky, deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. God loves and cares so deeply about you. Nothing we go through in life will ever change God's love towards you. So, now that you know God created you for a purpose and loves you beyond your circumstances or situations, what should you do now about suicide? I'm going to provide you with some basic tips on what you should do. First, you must ask for help. If you're feeling suicidal but you aren't immediately thinking of hurting yourself, reach out to a close friend or loved one, even though it may be hard to talk about your feelings. Contact a minister or spiritual leader or someone in your faith community. Call a suicide hotline. Make an appointment with your local doctor or, or health care provider or a mental health professional. Life is not always easy. You can't do life alone. And thankfully, you don't have to. You can share your struggles with someone you love and trust or seek medical care, a doctor or a trained professional to help you through this season. If you think no one cares about you, you're so wrong. Your life is valuable. You are important. Life uh, to God. There is hope. It is all right 
to seek help from a medical professional. Even if you're a Christian, there is nothing to be ashamed or feel weak about. Your emotional and mental well-being is no different than a physical ailment. If you broke your back or if you were having a heart attack, you would seek medical help. There is no difference relatively because suicidal thinking doesn't get better on its own. So get help. Someone who is threatening suicide is not thinking clearly. Getting them help is in their best interest, regardless of the pushback or temporary anger it might bring. Too many people continue to suffer because they will not seek medical or professional help. The next thing, um, don't stay silent. Suicide can be a touchy subject and many people are scared to talk about it. But bringing something to light helps destroy lies that are fueling these desperate need for an escape. John John 1 and 5 says, The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The fact is that we could all do more to help prevent suicide. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. Overall, and the second leading cause for those aged 15 to 24, as I expressed previously, it is a public health issue that needs to be addressed, just like breast cancer. No group of people is exempt, and the rate is rising for all ages. There are far too many struggling in silence, far too many not receiving the support and services they need, and far too many who think they're alone. Like other public health issues, suicide can be prevented, and it starts with reaching out to those experiencing suicidal thoughts. It's okay to ask someone if they are having thoughts about suicide. Many people believe it will put the idea into their head, but that is a myth. We cannot allow myths to create silence when what we need are conversations. You can make a difference to someone struggling by asking directly about suicide and showing support, kindness, and understanding in your response. And if the person needs it, encourage and help them to seek treatment. We cannot allow myths or lies to create silence when what we need are conversations. Which leads me to the next thing that we can do. We can look for truth in God's word to combat lies and the myths that many people with suicidal thoughts and ideations tend to believe in. I'm going to share with you a couple of lies and that people think. Um, sometimes they say, everything will be better off without me. The lie implies a suicidal person is doing everyone a favor by taking their life. As if everyone will get over the tragedy quickly and life will move on happier without them. But make no mistake about it. Suicide leaves a crushing impact on this world and to God. As one leaves this world, their loved ones are left to pick up the pieces and deal with great loss and despair. It is never a solution for anyone. The truth is, we are loved beyond measure. As I expressed previously, our lives have great purpose and meaning. A suicidal person may not see it during their season of turmoil. However, they may feel dark clouds of gloom that seem to follow them. But God, in his power, can help them break through that mess. He is the mountain mover, the hope instiller, the light bringer. 
Hold on to God, even when life looks dark and blurred, and be assured that he's holding on to you and won't ever let go. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. That's found in Deuteronomy 33 and 27. Another lie is, one, no one really cares about me anyway. I'm all alone in this. This implies that you are all alone. The enemy is attempting to make you feel despair and defeat, but the truth is that we are never alone. In the midst of our loneliness and despair, God reminds us he is there. He sees our pain. He knows our way and promises to be with us always. Matthew 28 and 20 conveys, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He will never leave nor forsake you. And because God is with you, it won't be as bad as intended. Another lie is, I just can't face the pain anymore. It is too hard to bear. This implies we can't go on, that life is too hard to face anymore. But I am so glad the truth is the power of the Spirit of God gives us the strength to face each day. Our life is worth the living just because God lived. The songwriter who penned the song Miranda Curtis sings entitled, You, meaning God, are my strength, contains these words. You are my strength like no other. It, it says, and it says, reaches to me. It further conveys in the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, you lift me up. God will lift you up. Over and over again through the pens of the inspired word, writers of the word of God, we find God will never waste the pain we struggle, but he will turn it around for good somehow and use it to strengthen us to help others. Isaiah 41 and 10 conveys, do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. <laughs> now, another lie that uh, I've heard is, I've lost all hope. I can't go on. This implies all hope is gone. Life is seemingly over, but the truth is, as long as you are living, there is hope for you. And though life as we once knew it may be changed, it isn't over. For if we're still living and breathing in this place, we can know God has a plan. Hope is never meant to be based on us. How good we are or our circumstances hope is only based on God his character for he is the one who never fails as we lift our eyes to look to him he will renew our hope and strength King David penned the following in Psalms 43 and 5 why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieted within me hope in God for I shall yet praise him hope is a small word, but it is one of the most powerful. Why? Because in hope lies the power of the human soul to turn to God and live as if his promises are going to come true. Be strong and take heart. 
all you who hope in the Lord. Some people think hope is an emotion and and uh, like they say, I'm feeling hopeful. They say, but true hope is a discipline, determination to believe in God's reality and power. Even when the world seems to be crashing down around you, that is the genius and the power of hope. It flies in the face of calamity saying the world can do its worst to me, but I still I still will hope in God. I still will know that the God will be there for me. That this is the day that the Lord has made and and he will take care of me. The key to surviving any challenge or crisis is hope. Hope that Jesus loves you. Hope that he is right now working out our solution for you. Hope that the future you place in his hands will be better than the present you hold in your own. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's Jeremiah 29 and 11. Practice hope even if you have to will yourself to do it. With this power you will overcome all things. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's found in Isaiah 40 and 31. Another lie I, uh, that is that's told by suicidal is, I've messed everything up. My life is over anyway. This lie implies we've blown it so badly we might as well end it all. That we don't deserve to live any longer and our mistakes are too great to ever be forgiven. But the truth is nothing is too difficult for God. His reach is big and even in our most desperate times when we've fallen deep into a pit, we're still not too far from his love, forgiveness, and grace to rescue us. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction and out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock making my footsteps firm. That's Psalms 40 and 2. The last lie I'm going to share with you is I'll be remembered more in my death than in my life. This lie is warped uh, thinking by somehow imagining that one can make a name for themselves by actually ending their life instead of choosing to live it. Many times this can also lead to a strong desire and sense of urgency to take others out along with them, trying to make their name newsworthy and to create a legacy no matter how cruel and evil that the legacy might be. Yet the truth is that light is always greater than darkness. Evil will not win. The choice to live for what is right and the godly is what will last forever. Only what you do for Christ will be counted in the end. Your dear children are from God and you and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That's 1 John 4 and 4. It is a choice to walk in truth. It's never dictated by how we feel or circumstances that surround, but by a decision we make every day. May God give us the power to choose wisely to live strong with renewed purpose and courage. 
by the grace of Christ who sets us free. The Bible conveys in John 8 and 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, my time is almost out, but remember people um, have suicidal thoughts for a wide range of reasons. Therefore, you shouldn't compare yourself or your circumstances or your state of mind to anyone else. Most people who experience suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, do not carry them through to conclusion, although some may make their suicide attempts. Um, you're way too important and you matter too much to God for suicide to be the solution. Life doesn't have to be something you run from. If you let God, he will complete the beautiful story he has already started in you. There are resources um, that can help you uh, throughout the United States and the, the world. Most uh, of them will provide referrals or help and advice or just someone to talk to if you are feeling down. In the United States, there, um, you, the resources um, are, key resources are the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK, one 800 273-8255 or 1-800-SUICIDE, 1-800-784-2433. It's available anytime, day or night, to talk to someone who understands. There's also a suicide uh, line for the hearing impaired, which is 1-800-799-4889. And there's a suicide hotline in Spanish, Espanol, 1-800-273-TALK, press 2. And if you're a military veteran suicide hotline, it's 1-800-273-TALK and press 1. Um, the International Association for Suicide Prevention provides a list of crisis centers and suicide helplines throughout the world. And you can reach them at http colon slash slash www.iasp.info. Again, that's http colon slash slash www.iasp.info. SP.info. And of course, you can talk to other resources such as your parents, your friends, your teachers, school guidance counselors, a minister, a community mental health association, a person, a community crisis center, a hospital emergency room, uh, or call 911 if you really feel so and someone will help you. My time is out. I appreciate you listening to this broadcast. I pray that God has provided something that will help you. Please contact me through Facebook or Twitter at RCR Network or RCR Network, uh, RCR underscore network. And remember what I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch and pray. Live holy every day. Remember, much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. I love you. God bless you. Make wise choices. Thank you for listening to God's Inputs for You with Evangelist, Dr. Sharon Westbrooks. Tune in next time with Dr. Westbrooks about God's Word for Your Life. Somebody ought to celebrate the awesome God.
God's Inputs for You is copyrighted by Dr. Sharon Westbrook's Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.